here respected. Expert level information, entertainment, education. Rev here, we got you covered as you hit your destination. Climate rules everything around me. Dream. For those who lost focus, close your eyes and just dream. Open your third eye, now the world is your office. Coolest, coolest show you know the hip hop chorus. Well, first I'm going to say, I have, I have a lot of questions. Okay. Amy and Mary, I am so glad to uh, to meet y'all, but I feel like I know you vis-a-vis the web. <laughs> it's where we really live, actually. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. I yeah. mean, I, I I feel that. Yeah. So so uh, I guess for folks who don't know you, um, let me ask the question I ask all of the folks that I talk to, and I'll just start off with with who is Mary Anise? I thought you Mary first. All right. I was really hoping you're going to go in alphabetical order with Amy. Um, who am I? <laughs> um, I am a, I'm a writer. Um, the focus is mostly on climate change and emotion and climate change and race and climate injustice, which honestly, I don't know how you write about climate change without writing about those things, but some people do it. Um, and I am originally from Birmingham, Alabama, by way of Port Gibson, Mississippi, and I live in Harlem. Um, and I'm also a bat enthusiast, big fan of bats. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I, I never, that, that's, that's, that's great to know. I mean, I never <laughs> would have known, I mean, I guess there's a combination. I never would have thought about Birmingham to Harlem and then loving bats. Like when did bats become in like the, in, in, into that conversation? Like when did you begin to love bats? Um, you know, I've always kind of thought they were cute. Um, they're like these little flying mammals and then they pollinate. And um, then I said something about how they were cute on Twitter and people sent me all sorts of bat stuff. And I was like, oh, these animals are way cooler than I thought yeah. they were. So it kind of grew that way. Um, yeah. Oh, man. And who is Amy Westervelt? Oh, um, hmm, let's see. <laughs> Um, I'm a, I'm a journalist. I'm a reporter. I've been an investigative journalist for a long time. So I feel like I'm, I'm like the, the nerd in the library reading documents while Mary's writing essays. (laughs) Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, let's see what else I'm also, I grew up in California. Um, and I have two kids. I still live in California. Yeah. And, you know, my, do you want my religious background yet or no? I feel like I, I should, sure. I feel yeah, like it's no, like we, part of me. Yeah. Like my, my dad is, is Mexican Catholic and my mom is like uh sort of European Catholic. So I've got a lot of Catholicism up in here. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and and combined, we are the co-creators and co-hosts of a hot take. Podcast. Of hot take, yes. yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, <laughs> and I and I love how y'all talk about each other. Like, this is my work wife, and she's amazing, yes. and, and y'all like <laughs> y'all like talk back and forth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I guess I'm I'm a big fan of hot take. So, oh, oh, we're great. big fans of you, and also, yeah. who is Reverend Yearwood? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I yeah. thought you were going to get away with that answer in there. Yeah, that's no, right. first time to get that one on this side. That sounds, that's a good. Well, I'm a freedom fighter. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the first thing. And I love, uh, I love, well, I love black people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love black, brown, and people of color. I love all mm-hmm. people. I love humanity. But I definitely love black people. 
because sometimes people don't love them back. <laughs> and so I try to give them as much love as possible. But personally, <laughs> I mean, I, um, I uh, have two boys um, that I raised myself. Um, and uh, I'm a hockey dad. They're both now in, in college. So <laughs> it's a whole new thing for me because I actually... <laughs> Um, getting used to uh, like not having kids, so it's kind of weird a little bit. So I'm still kind of yeah. like all in their. I'm still kind of like all in their business a little bit. I'd be like, I could see that. I could yeah, see that yeah, being I'd very be weird. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. And then with with COVID, uh, one of them, their dorms closed. So he's he's back, so he's doing like a Zoom class. I'm like all in his room. Hey, how's class today? So you know, <laughs> he's like, well, man. Oh man! Somebody get me the vaccine, please! I gotta, I gotta, gotta get out of here. I got to escape. <laughs> so yeah, and that's probably my proudest thing is them. But I'm also I come from I'm a, my parents are from both from Trinidad. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So then I was born in Louisiana. Um, that's how wow. that's my roots to uh, kind of my story with Hurricane Katrina. You know, mm-hmm. my, my kind of my climate evolution. It kind of starts there, and um. In a hard way of seeing literally my uh, family and friends drown in the richest country in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I got into it. And then when I got into it, I was already into hip hop because I was working with folks like Russell and, mm-hmm. and, and Diddy and those kind of folks. And then I got into it and I realized that the climate movement um, was kind of like this siloed um, movement. It was like they were mm-hmm. telling me, like, okay, it was so great, you're here. So you could be on the on the on the EJ team. And I like the EJ team. I said, no, I just want to fight against against the climate crisis. I'm not, you know, I, I want to be on just the that team. Right. And they know all the black people go into that room with the, with the mm-hmm. EJ team. And I'm like, okay. nah, well, I'm, I'm hip hop. Yeah. I'm not going into that room. I'm gonna organize all the hip hop people, and that's where I am today. And so right. hip hop caucus. I've drugged the hip hop caucus at first, kicking and screaming into the into the conversation. But now they it's they, it's they do their thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Creating documentaries and music, and so it's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah that's me. That's Rev Yearwood. That's awesome. It's always so interesting to me how like uh, EJ kind of became like the EJ meaning environmental justice be- became like the the kids table of the climate movement. Um, it was just like mm-hmm. Lua, no, that's we're gonna. Real. Yeah, no, they're like, no, we're going to go solve yeah. the problem in ways that don't account for your humanity at all. And then we'll give you those problems to solve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like problems that we specifically made for you. Um, yeah. yeah. It seems to, it feels to me like that silo is breaking down. But for you as someone who's been in it for a long time, how do you feel? Well, first of all, you don't take no shots out. You like you said. At least you put a little extra sauce in that long. You said long time. Like five years. No, no, no. I'm just teasing. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. I, I, I'm an OG in the climate movement. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, well, actually, so in that note, let me just give a shout out to the one who used to babysit me. Dr. Beverly Wright. So let me no just give way. a shout out. So she'll tell you, I have to change Rev's purpose. No way. That, That's that so funny. Stuff. But no, nah, <laughs> I think it has changed. Um, we are coming a long way. As you know, one of the things that I do, I do a lot of uh, street heat. Mm-hmm. And so I've been arrested quite a few times um, mm-hmm. fighting against fossil fuel companies um, mm-hmm. and against uh, pipelines. And so I've been in a a few jails across mm. the country. Um, and so in that, I remember that I was the only one. Um, now 
with amazing groups like Sunrise and Zero Hour and Generation Green and all these powerful uh, young folk coming up in the movement, that's at the case them where they're literally putting their bodies against the machine um, mm-hmm. in that in that aspect. And I'm just so proud of them for doing that. And I'm also just proud about how I think the, the you mentioned earlier about the kitty table. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy because um, there's a reason why that kitty table was created. And it was created that way, not only from a standpoint of, of policy, of worth, but also resources. Um, and so we know that the kitty table shouldn't have been created at all. We know when EJ was first created from Warren County in North Carolina, there shouldn't have been a kitty table. That should have been a, a, a marriage right then. The climate movement has actually missed so many opportunities yep. to connect the dots between climate justice and racial justice. Mm-hmm. And and so when at that moment back in the 80s, they should have connected those dots. And then during Katrina, they should have clearly saw then. And it's interesting because that's actually the moment when the fossil fuel industry is beginning to use the terms like climate, you know, denial and climate hoax around 2006. If the mm-hmm. climate movement had begun to use more issues of humanity, it could yeah. have literally broke those tactics down from the from the fossil fuel industry, who literally went from climate denial to what we're now seeing, which is climate delay, which we're now also seeing to the, in the Congress, which is climate dilute. Well, how can we make this, this legislation as diluted as possible? So mm-hmm. if they had disconnected the dots. And so it's unfortunate and the stakes are too high. But yeah, no, that's it, Mary. Yeah, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the, the evolution of that EJ process for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's so frustrating to look back at it, on it. Um, and Amy says this all the time. It's like how race is the Achilles heel of the climate movement and the fossil fuel yeah. industry. Like they know that. Facts. Right. It's, yeah. it's a weakness that gets exploited all the time. You know, it's like the reason that the fossil fuel industry can, you know, say, oh, the transition is going to be. Uh, is going to be racist is that the environmental movement has been very bad on race for a really long time. You know, it's it's I don't know. I feel like if if you don't care because it's just like a um, because you don't care about justice, you should care because it's a good way to lose. Um, no, nah, but Amy, you're, Amy, you're right, though. But I mean, Amy, that's that's the thing, though, the climate movement the the, the modern day climate movement was created in a silo. When they came into existence, so mm-hmm. so there's two parts, right? There's the yeah. conservation movement, as we know, that goes back, you know, which has a whole lot of problems in itself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a whole right. other conversation. Mm-hmm. But the Public modern, land. Yeah. Y- yeah, no, that's a whole other, that's a whole other piece you gotta, you gotta get into. Yeah. But the modern day climate movement, meaning around the creation of EPA, right? Mm-hmm. Around between 1968 and 1972, yeah. in the creation of the, quote, modern-day climate movement, most of the large, the big green organizations were created. So NRDC, LCV, uh, Rainforest Action Network, all those organizations, uh, UCS, were created within that four-year time frame. That's literally when most of them were created. For whatever reason, they were created. What's also important is that the people were in the streets. So you had the Black people with the Black Power Movement was in the streets, and that wasn't a part of this process. You had the women's movement that was emerging, the gay rights movement that was was powerful um, Mm -hmm. in in New York City and just throughout the world was just moving forth. You had all the, even had the the anti-Vietnam movement. So even Mm -hmm. young white kids who were putting out street heat 
they weren't engaging. The climate movement literally said at the very beginning, we are not going to be a part of that kind of movement. So even if it's the anti-war movement or, or the gay rights movement or the strong feminist and womanist movement or the black power movement, they immediately pulled back from the inception. And they yeah. coasted along. So when so that when marriage about the EJ movement emerging and literally think about now, that, that's that's 1968, 1972. So then you go 10 years, and then when black folks are saying don't put landfills in our community, that was their moment. So literally say, okay, let's break the silos down. And even then they pulled back. So that's why it, it went, and then it went on again. So you have to understand this is so this is not yeah. just uh, a communist of the Achilles heel. This is who the movement is right. from its from its inception of its creation. They just felt that if we can do this, we can create policies. And then at some point in time, they realized, that, and some have, some haven't, is that we can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. We we're not big enough or strong enough to beat the fossil fuel industry as a uh, I could say a Birkenstock movement that's that's on the East Coast or on the West Coast, and yes. so they so they realize, and so now they're in a point where they, they're literally trying to do a crash course on racism, and I'm sure they probably calling y'all up all the time and trying to get like hear your podcast and get 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 pointers about how to do stuff, and, and they want for free. Just correct, they also want for free. They want they want free information. So you want yeah. fifty some years without asking nobody. Now you want free. Intel to figure out how to fix it. So it's crazy, mm-hmm. but, but that's yeah. where we are. But the thing about that for me, yeah. though, that keeps me sane is that regardless of that, I know we still have to win. So mm-hmm. I got so we have to tighten them up, which I love what y'all do, um, mm-hmm. how y'all how, how you had this conversation, because we got to tighten them up because they weren't right, but we still got to win because the stakes of losing are too high. Right. That's right. They have too much power to be left alone with it. Um, right. And it's just like, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, just naming all of those movements that you just named and how the climate and environmental movement refused to engage with them. I think about, we probably could have averted the climate crisis if they had just like drawn the connections, right? Like, especially, so to me, I draw my my roots or my lineage in the environmental movement to the civil rights movement. Like Mm. I think about the people who integrated the beaches. I think of like SNCC was doing all sorts of work with environmental justice in terms of like kids who were picking cotton with nothing on their feet. And then they wind up with all Mm -hmm. of these worms. So we were already thinking about this. Like we just didn't separate it because separating it, who has time for all of that? And also how does that make any sort of sense? But also the anti-war movement is one that drives me crazy because Mm -hmm. had the environmental movement been anti-war from the beginning, it wouldn't have taken us this long to realize, oh, wait, no, the fossil fuel industry is evil and there is no working with them. <laughs> you know? no, that's that's real. No, you're right. No, we yeah. had been in a position where we had connected. It should have been from the very beginning. If any movement, I mean, maybe at the Black Power Movement, because that's 68 after that, the king has been killed. Maybe they've been a little skittish on that front. Maybe a little skittish around the gay rights movement or around other movements around the, the womanist and feminist movement. Maybe they've been a little skits around those. Shouldn't have been, because truly, if you're progressive, that should have been should have been bringing those things in. Mm-hmm. But the anti-war movement was also steeped in policy. Mm-hmm. It was steeped in the Pentagon Papers. It was steeped in a way that it was very similar. And so yeah. the no war, no warming movement should have emerged from the beginning. And the fact mm-hmm. that the no war, no warming movement did not emerge um, was also because a little bit of, of elitism. And that's also another big situation as well that the movement has to deal yeah. with because there is also, there's a kind of a situation where they class. felt it yeah. was class. They felt there was poor white people who was going to Vietnam. 
and they can avoid it as well. I mean, I mean, this is hard. These are hard conversations. This is what if you listen. If you got yeah. the coolest show and hot takes, you are gonna get some hard conversations. It's gonna cut. That's right. It's, it's gonna be real. <laughs> we, we gonna keep it one hundred. We gonna keep it one hundred for real. One hundred degrees, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's totally true. It's so frustrating because I feel like um, you still. I still hear people today saying, oh, you know, we we don't have time for that. We need to focus on energy sources mm-hmm. and we need to focus on this as though like as though you can do that, like as though you can just take this problem out of the context it's in and place it in a vacuum and like solve it over there. And then <laughs> and then right. we'll get to all these other problems. I just right. it's. No, but Amy, but that's also that's belittling too, right? Because it's like if you have the information, right? Yeah. It's like if you have what if you have the manual to 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 work your new air fryer, right? And you have Mm -hmm. that. I'm getting one. Yeah. It's pretty. It's good stuff. You need to get one. Yeah. Uh, uh, But if you have that, and then somebody comes behind you, and you're acting like you're frustrated because they don't know how to work the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying like, well, hurry up, just do this. And they're like, well, I haven't read the manual. And you're acting like as though you're better than them because you right. read the manual first. The mm-hmm. climate movement does that. They act as though they somehow understand the science better, which is not mm-hmm. true. The, the, yeah. the crisis better, which is not true. How to negotiate, mm-hmm. which is not true. As Mary mm-hmm. said, even how to how to make to heal our community. And yeah. so they have, they, so yeah. now they're literally, they're making it so that I got the manual first. And so others didn't. Which is ironic, though, is that now we're finding out that, listen, indigenous communities, First Nations, black people, brown people, had that same manual, just worded slightly different. And so if you had respected their manual about how to treat the earth, then you would have been here a long time ago. Exactly. Also, if this whole idea of separating it out worked, it would have worked already. Y'all been at exactly. this for decades. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, if, like, innovation was going to solve the problem, it would have done so. Yeah. We wouldn't have the problem, right? Because we yeah. knew about it, like, way in advance. So, like, to me, the moment where yeah. things changed and this became an intersectional, integrated sort of movement was in 2018 with the IPCC report because mm-hmm. I feel like I, yeah. I definitely saw a lot of white folks being like, okay, so we clearly failed. Um, so maybe we should listen to some other people. And then yeah. I also saw a lot of people of color sort of being like, they don't know what they're doing. We have to do something about yeah, this, yeah. right? And sort of like knocking down the doors and being like, okay, well, clearly y'all don't know how to save the world. Um, so right. we're going to have to take charge. No. I think um, I think the Standing Rock protest, too, it was like a mm. one-two punch of like the indigenous protest starting to happen 2016, 2017, then the IPCC report. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like nothing we've been doing worked. What these people are doing over here seemed very effective, although like the response was ridiculous, you know? And like, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Just all of a sudden, like, it does seem fairly quickly people have started to to think about this as like, oh, wait a second, this is a this is a structural problem that mm-hmm. includes all of these things and not just this one area that I've been focused on. Yeah. A lot no. of people, obviously not everyone, but <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well, yeah. I, and, and I listen. More. Those those are are critics. You see behind me, some of my, one of my hats is going to say nine years. Um, which is which is you know the countdown and and I, I have each year I yeah. have well I have twelve eleven ten actually eleven 
I uh, it I, it got left in the Norfolk airport. So there's probably oh, no. somebody. Well, you know, somebody somebody got left in the. They probably don't know what it means, but they got left in your hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they walk around Norfolk, probably a whole new crew. I probably got a whole new uh, like, thing going on in Norfolk. But I'm with, I'm with 11 years, yo, and uh, and it's Hilarious. probably a whole a whole thing. But <laughs> but but I, I want to say I agree with you. I think that the IPCC report, right, mm-hmm. which um which came out in October mm-hmm. 2018, right? Yeah. And I always, I definitely think Standing Rock, which was, yeah. if you go back to that in, in 2016, um, 17, right? yeah. So, so I, I, yeah. I would just take it back a little further out, though. So I think that for me, I think that the moment when this movement had its, had its reckoning, to me, it goes back to 2010. And it goes mm-hmm. back to policy. It goes to the failure of the uh, Markey Waxman bill. Waxman Markey, yeah. I think I think that once that fails, and I think that how that yeah. fails, because of two different things, because of the amount of money, because the other part of this conversation is the amount of resources that is propped up through our foundations. And that's a whole other conversation through the through the foundations and the, the philanthropy of this process, propping up yep. failure in some cases and not holding them accountable and measurable. But that was also a standpoint of failed policy. Because if you think back on it, we said earlier that the climate, the, the denial aspect of the fossil fuel industry really ramps up in 2006, really mm-hmm. begins to bring forth this new kind of climate hoax and the, the attacking of scientists. That really comes in 2006. With like climate gate and all that stuff. All of that. And yeah. obviously with, with ALEC and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the Americans yeah. for Prosperity, all those, all those crazy right. folks who are still in action. And who still also are uh, also attacking black people through creating stand your ground laws and number other yep. and voter disenfranchisement. So it's very much linked together. Mm-hmm. But in, in 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 2010, the failure of the Marky Waxman bill process is something there where it was so horrific. It was so mm-hmm. much money, so much was invested, and it was during the time frame of President Obama, and it was just, so much was at stake in that. That mm-hmm. failure and the failure of truly including vulnerable communities in the process, not only including them, but then also throwing them under the bus to get yeah. to a deal, literally running over poor black and brown communities. Literally, that moment creates a, a, a moment in which they had they had lost. To some degree, the climate movement had lost. And what saves the climate movement is actually the the one of the the original pipeline fights before Standing Rock, which is then Keystone, and that right. is the moment then when Keystone comes together again because of the the folks who are and it's an interesting and Keystone is again the beginnings of when people come together. So you have these white ranchers working with mm-hmm. with uh, um, you know um, indigenous communities. I never forget they had, they had a slogan where they had Cowboys Indians Alliance, and they were going around. Yeah. They go around, around saying CIA. Said, "Come on, Rev. Come on, CIA, CIA." I said, "Nah, y'all push the envelope. Nah, I know I can go around chatting. I don't I, listen. I'm with you. I'm with you. I can go ahead and chat CIA." <laughs> so it was in that position, and but that was Keystone. Oh, and Keystone was that process right. in which I think that that then, and also that that was the year when Sierra Club, and it was amazing. Sierra Club in their 125 year history had never did with civil disobedience. And mm-hmm. so with new leadership mm-hmm. there, they came to the game and said, okay, well, we're now, we're now we'll put our bodies on the line. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the beginning of this shift. And that begins a, a different, so then from, from Keystone to the like Coast Pipeline to Standing Rock, and then 
Also, yeah. the, the the ignoring of of young people, um, and mm-hmm. and this ignoring the wisdom and and the and the strength and the passion that emerges clearly as well um, through Standing Rock. I would say. Yeah. Then obviously Greta Thunberg picks up off of the Standing Rock power, mm-hmm. and and it's a good. We, I mean, obviously we love Greta, but as she, it comes yeah. from the young people who like this had ran from Standing Rock to right. Washington D.C. And then that then brings Zero Hour and the, mm-hmm. and those places from Nadia and Jamie and this that whole crew which is, which is amazing and literally and then Jerome and then all these young folks are saying listen we're gonna be heard mm-hmm. and so here we are today and now environmental justice is now uh, front and center and we're seeing that now through the Justice Forty with Biden and so it's exciting but again I mean it it's come through a long long way yeah for us to get to this point yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wish it didn't have to get this bad to get this good. No, that's, that's real though. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's, that's that's unfortunate because it's it's yeah. it, the stakes are stakes are high. Like like yeah. literally, you know, it wouldn't be so bad. But then you know, you know, in when the ice storms hit Texas, you know, you had eleven year olds freezing to death. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, last year during during the hurricanes, um, when it was hitting the Greek alphabet. Which is crazy, and they that were sitting, nuts. you know, yeah. yeah, and they were sitting in my home state in Louisiana, you know, mm-hmm. different same spots, and they folks losing everything, and then on top right. of top of top of COVID, so yeah, but the, you know, it's it w- it wouldn't be so bad if things weren't so high, but people have been dying, and so they yeah. got to be. So it's time for us to keep it real. And the fossil fuels knows that, like their mm-hmm. business plan is a death sentence yeah, um, yep. for our communities, and so yep. it's and, yeah. and so I'm not I'm not their friend because they literally. Are intentionally killing our people, and as long as yeah. you do that, yeah. I can't. I can't be your friend. Yeah, that's I right. mean, I I will be your cyber bully. Come on, you, you do it well too. Nah, you you go at them. Right. You go at them, Mary. That's you right. go at them tough. I, I mean, love it. I, I was telling you earlier. Yeah, you had you got to come to hip hop caucus with that. You you, you you fall right in line mm-hmm. with the, with the caucus you know, folks. But no joke. Um, so yeah. My my whole like idea behind that is kind of like bringing the black aesthetic to the climate movement because mm. black mm-hmm. people are funny. Like we make fun of our bullies. Like we we throw rocks back. That's kind right. of how we operate, right? <laughs> like yeah. right. Like nobody drags people like Black Twitter. So yes. I wanted to bring that to the fossil fuel company. And also and, like mm-hmm. the other part of it that's part of the black aesthetic is that like, so the climate movement has really fallen into this trap of individual responsibility and they will go after an individual regular person climate denier way faster than they would go after like BP or Shell or the American yeah. Petroleum right. Institute, right? Like they'll go after that person and argue with that person who is basically a victim of propaganda before right. going after the actual person who indoctrinated them. Or That's they'll right. even worse and actually more common is they'll go after one another for not recycling enough or not having enough solar panels or, <sighs> or this or that. Too much. Exactly. Or, or like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I think we should look into nuclear and now all of a sudden my mentions are full of like all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I would much rather take that to the people who deserve it. <laughs> I would yeah. much yeah. rather take that to the people who have like bombed little children in Iraq and Syria. I would, mm-hmm. and like, there's no excuse for that. You can't tell me, oh, we didn't know that was going to kill people. Also, you can't tell me you didn't know yeah. about climate change because we have reports showing you've known about it for 40 years or more. more. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they deserve everything I say to them they deserve all I started off doing it just because like 
I was in a bad mood and I wanted to take it out on somebody. <laughs> and I wanted to take it out on somebody that a deserves very worthy it. Target. Right. Yeah. So no. I would just be like, I, I'm having a bad day. I bet Chevron said something stupid. So I'm just gonna go yell at them. And then um Exxon blocked me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was wow. like, Oh, this is I've had be to my pick new up favorite the slack thing. on Exxon. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. I like, I, like, I, like, I like both of that. I like the blocking and the pick the slack aspect. I love that. Like, yeah. I'm I'm very petty. <laughs> I'm petty as all get out. So like yeah. once they blocked me, I was like, oh, oh, I smell blood. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. all the time now. <laughs> no, yeah. you, you, well, yeah. you both do it well. Thank, well, thank, thank you. I mean, I, I, I mean it's, a, it's a great skill. I mean, you know, you know. <laughs> They're being not people. Now. I mean, like. So, <laughs> oh, it's easy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's, it's fun. Said, said, it's fun. We, we go. I mean, it's fun. It's, it's fun when you know they it's fun when you know they bullies. Right, yeah, people. they're no, they're terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're not people. Yeah. They're terrible institutions. Yeah. No, nah, you're right. That are killing people. So like throw eggs at them. It's fine. It's exactly. totally fine. Yeah. Exactly. And also they deserve it. They've done mm-hmm. such hor- they're irredeemable. It's not like, oh, they're mm-hmm. doing a net zero thing. That's better than them doing nothing. Actually, I would rather them do literally nothing. I would rather them fall Mm -hmm. off the face of the earth. And also, even if they are doing the best possible thing that they can for the climate, they've done so much bad in the past. I will get to call you names until you are in the ground. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, even if you're genuinely trying to do better, you should recognize that you deserve that. No, you're right. No, I agree with you. Well, you know, one thing, Hip Hop Caucus, we've started to try to figure out different ways to approach that. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, so we we actually did a whole, so we did a whole comedy special that's out now that actually- Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we're not sure when it'll be mainstream and and it, uh, it actually will play at the Environmental Film Festival. And awesome. so hopefully folks will have seen it there. Um, okay. If not, they will see it when it comes out. But the idea behind that is actually taking what you're saying, Mary, which is a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. But how do we make this? How do we use our natural funniness mm-hmm. um, to to push back? Right. right? Yeah. Right. How do we? Yeah. How do we yeah. use what? How do we do? You know, we do the dozens better than anybody. So 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 Come so on. how do we? So so if y'all want to do the dozens, y'all not built for this. You ain't really. Right. You're not really <laughs> built for what about what we're about to do. You really want to. Right. I'm, sure probably, I'm sure Exxon was probably like, oh, my goodness. What did he <laughs> say that? Probably had the first, like, okay, this is going to be a great comeback. She's going to go running. And then, like, oh, she's, I can imagine. Oh. Mary and y'all, Mary and y'all must have been like, oh, come back. Woo. Let's go. Yeah. Look, I, I'm the youngest out of a whole lot of cousins. Oh, so that means, man. like, the, the minute we see each other, we start roasting each other. And these are my cousins mm. that I love. What do you think I'm going to say to Shell, who I hate? Yes. <laughs> There's no you know, home bar. <laughs> you that reminds me when when somebody says you meet somebody and you come across uh, uh, a young lady or a woman who who you know who is at her wit's end and you are going at her and she goes you have found the right one today. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You have not found the right one today. <laughs> you found the wrong one. <laughs> you you didn't have for you didn't find the right one. No. I got some time for you today. I was right. <laughs> right. Let me put my children. Let me put my children over here. Let me give, right. let me give me a second because I got some. I got something. I got some. I can see Amy right. I can see Amy right. Amy, 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 Amy right now. Okay, I got some. I got some. That's me right now. No. Right. 
<laughs> people will always be like, so how do you find the time to do this? I make time. Yeah. It's legit the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love it. Well, Dude. also, now I feel like people tag us, too. They're like... At Amy, at Mary, like, you know, bring bring in the green trolls. And we're like, yeah. okay, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to start tagging you. I'm, I'm going to be like, if, if I need some, please, please. I need some, yeah. uh, I need some internet heat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like, hold on, I, got, I got a crew now. Yes. Yeah, 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 it's know, great. Yeah, it's great because I've been yep. seeing like every time we do it, then I look at it later and there's like 20 replies that are all people that also, I think, follow the Hot Take account that are like, yeah, fuck you, Shell. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. Fun. And honestly, yeah. I think people think climate activism has to be really sad and depressing. And serious. You get Very to serious. laugh. Yeah. yeah. We get to laugh. Yeah. We get to be silly. We get to have fun mm-hmm. at these people's expense. Um, that's right. And... Yeah. Yes. So at the very least, we should be able to enjoy clowning on them. Like, no, you're right. You know, well, it's also just using that. It's that. I think that's that's the thing. People have not used. So this is to your point, Amy, about Standing Rock. So when yeah. Standing Rock was so powerful because we saw how um, the Lakota Nation used their their indigenous this culture in yeah. everything, right? Yeah. Even how even how we started ceremonies, how we ended ceremonies. And so using culture was mm-hmm. everything. And it was mm-hmm. powerful because it was centering. Mm-hmm. And it was healthy because you can't do this work if you're bitter, jaded, or cynical. You can't yeah. do it. It'll overtake you. And you can't do it if you are only yeah. doing it from their standpoint. Because truthfully, if you think about Exxon or BP or Chevron or folks in the Bay, Chevron, if you if 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 you are if you are dealing with them, you don't understand how much they have. It, it'll make you feel like you, you can't do it. But when you begin to just say, "Nah, you know, we're gonna go at you," which is that's, that's kind of hip hop because hip hop is that kind of like you know, in some mm-hmm. cases that kind of small little voice, you know, mm-hmm. you know that says, "Nah, you know, no matter how it ain't small no more." But when it first started, mm-hmm. it was just like you know, you know, we're in the Bronx, you know, let's mm-hmm. let's use our voice. To create change, and so y'all like the mm-hmm. original, like y- y'all like the y- y'all like the, uh, the 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 get fresh crew. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like y'all like yeah, you know, guys like rappers delight. Yeah, y'all gonna be like climate delight. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what I mean? Climate delight. That's what y'all 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 y'all, y'all making it happen. Yeah, y'all, 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 y'all bringing. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's actually a critical piece. So the culture piece is such an important piece yeah. um, um, for what, what needs to happen. Yeah. 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 And I think that also gets into the thing that, like, I know we came here to talk about, but got so far to other things. But, but like how yeah. faith is different. Um, and how faith can be really important to the climate movement yes. and how like so one of the things that I find really frustrating about the way people talk about climate change and climate denial in particular is they mm. make it seem like it's a Christian problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. <laughs> it is a white people problem. Yeah, um, right. a, a lot of the people who are climate deniers are would not even call themselves Christians, would not even go to church. Um, and even the ones that do, like they subscribe to a very different type of Christianity mm-hmm. than I've ever experienced right. in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in churches in Birmingham and in Mississippi, very much in the Bible belt. Um, and I grew up with with black churches. And it mm-hmm. was always seen as like 
that nature was this beautiful, wonderful thing. And that this planet is this beautiful, wonderful thing that we're in communion with and not in domination over. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've always just found that narrative so incredibly frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a very specific strain of of mm-hmm. puritanical white Christianity that's like, that has that idea of like dominion and whatever. And it, and it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very irritating. No, well, yeah. I mean, so the, the reality, so for me, as folks, folks, this is the part. So I am, I'm a person of faith. I actually uh, was in the uh, Air Force as a chaplain. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. That's Can I ask a fact. dumb question? No, nah, what's please, the difference please. between a reverend and a chaplain? No, nah, that's, that's not a dumb question at all. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> I don't it's, know it's, the answer to that. Either. No, but yeah. it's, it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same oh. thing. Okay. So yeah, no, it's reverend, chaplain, minister. Uh, you know, it's 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 the it's the same elder. Okay. Um, this is a different different name. Now, chaplain is usually used in a public institution. Okay. Meaning, like you work for like a government, you are in like a hospital, right? Um, you know, you're you're doing. Sometimes it's you're also doing pastoral care as a as a reverend or a minister or elder, but it's mm-hmm. also you're kind of more focused on pastoral care. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was that was my thing. And actually, I did that. So my thing was, I'm 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 like you, Mary. I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so this is the, my mom. So I have two standpoints. So my mom was a church goer. So mm-hmm. again, my parents are both from the Caribbean. My dad mm-hmm. came to this country because he was actually in the 68 Olympics. Um, wow. and yeah. And he saw Tommy Smith and John Carlos. I was about to ask if he was one of them. No, no, Amazing. no, no. Yeah, no. He saw them, and he was like from Trinidad. He's like, "Wow, them Americans is wild." <laughs> <laughs> so, and so he was like, "You're like, man, I gotta go check him out." And he had known, he had heard about, obviously, Dr. King and 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 Malcolm X. So he wanted to come to this country. So he came. He, he didn't have a high school diploma. This is shout out to all the the black colleges. So he came here, and they they got him in. Obviously, he could mm-hmm. run really fast, and so they so they got, <laughs> and so they they found him a spot. But um, and that's how he went to Grambling, and that's how then I that's that that's the beginnings of my part of being mm-hmm. in being born in in Louisiana. So wow. and and in that process, um, you know, he continued to grow. I bring this up because he would then become the dean of African American Studies at Howard University, mm-hmm. and so um, his PhD actually was in wow. urban studies, and he would and he would say that if you want to know racism, mm-hmm. you have to f- go find urban planners because they would be the one to plan out. Like literally they would look at yes. race, they would look at things way in advance to see how they can make things very difficult for black mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. so I bring that up. So his background was mm-hmm. one that was much more an academic. He was really much more into, I, w- I would say that um, he was just one who was probably not as into like Christianity like that. He was into mm-hmm. Pan-Africanism and that was mm-hmm. his upbringing. And so, but in that, I got a chance to be around him and be around a lot of different people like Sophie Carmichael, like Dr. Dorothy Haidt. Wow. Um, you know, I get to, you know, and as a kid, you don't even, like I said, you don't even know you're around these folks, but it's yeah. crazy now looking back on it. You know, I'm like, want to go outside and play. I'm like, this is Curtis Scott King. Okay, nice to meet you. Can I go outside and play now? You know what I mean? You're not, even, <laughs> not, even, you're not even thinking about it as a kid. You just want to get right. out of the yard and just get it. Yeah, so, right. but that but that was that. On my other hand, Stan, who is 
is brilliant. It also has her PhD in psychology. And and but she would connect the dots from as a psychologist with with faith and mental aspects, almost like faith being a way of transformative and also as as black mm. people needing faith as a mechanism to cope in a in a racist society. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little bit of background about me. So for me, then I come into this, and I come mm-hmm. into this from the standpoint of looking for the revolutionary Christianity, the, mm-hmm. the Jesus who overturns the tables um, mm-hmm. in, 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 in the temple, and that's how I come into this. So then, and that's really, yeah. a lot of that is how the black community who will literally take their faith coming here, being devoid of their language, being stripped of their faith, which was very powerful, the African indigenous faith, was very mm-hmm. powerful, but being stripped of that, they somehow, in a very powerful way, understanding that the faith would would utilize their faith system as a means for liberation. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that, they literally would say, okay, we can't use our own faith, so we'll take your faith mm-hmm. and then make it our faith and use it as a roadmap to freedom. Mm-hmm. And so that when people would hear, like, down by the riverside wasn't a gospel, it was literally a roadmap to freedom. It was literally somebody yeah. outside the plantation, and so Harriet Tubman and many others would, would use that. So understanding that mm-hmm. backdrop, black mm-hmm. people and brown people utilize faith as a mechanism to escape oppression. Right, and, right. And, and, there's, and there's a connection. And right. so then when you have certain white communities, they haven't had to escape anything. Mm-hmm. And so their faith then is based upon a very different um, set of beliefs. And so mm-hmm. that's actually where, to your point, Mary, how the mm-hmm. climate movement and the white evangelicals actually see eye to eye because they haven't been going through that oppression. And so a lot of them come through that white community. And so they're looking for solidarity, like, yo, you're supposed to be good stewards and mm-hmm. dominion. And that is actually very foreign to what it is. You're supposed to be dominion to anything, but 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 in solidarity and living in, in harmony with. And right. so they take they're, they're they're taking out certain things and scriptures um, and manipulating mm-hmm. them, and yeah. so and so then they have this thing where they're, they're looking for their quote unquote, um, and we still see this. we see this with Trump supporters looking for their the white part of their family to get it right, like almost like a family feud, like oh you know come on Uncle Louie, I know mm-hmm. you know you're racist but you he's good. Well, well black people see you not Uncle Louie's a threat, you know Uncle mm-hmm. Louie trying to kill me, and so right. there's a difference. And in, in, in how people are even connecting. Mm-hmm. What that rolls down to with the climate movement is, is this, is that they then don't feel in solidarity with, um, you know, the black or brown freedom social justice churches. Now, there are now mm-hmm. black and brown churches who are very much trying to be in the, in, the, in, the, in the vein of, you know, what people say prosperity gospel or right. that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But for those who are social justice anchored, um, yeah. which we now see with like Reverend Warnock going up yeah. to Congress and things like that, and many yeah. others. Um, so th- that difference there is what we're now looking at. And so mm-hmm. the climate movement has to get away of looking for the traditional white evangelicals and actually looking for faith. Mm-hmm. This is the key problem. Right. The climate movement is looking to be cheap. And this is the problem. They're not owning <laughs> who they are. Sometimes they may be agnostic or atheist. Own that. Like, be who you are. Be human. You don't got to believe nothing. Be who you are. If you're a person of faith, be that. If you're a Buddhist or Muslim or Christian, be that. Use your faith as a mechanism for change. If it doesn't work for you, then find something else 
But the key thing I tell young people who are listening to this, the one thing about this work, that is facts, you can't do this work by pulling on yourself. You got to have something external. I don't care if it's your family, if it's your children, if it's your yeah. faith system. If you pull on yourself, it will consume you. And mm-hmm. so you got to have something outside of yourself, um, external, poetry, music, something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Go into your spirit on a daily basis. Um, and that's and that's the thing that our movement doesn't understand. And so they are bastardizing the climate, the, uh, the, the, this, the faith system to, to yeah. manipulate them. And then, as you said earlier, fossil fuel, fossil fuel industry is very good at sniffing out frauds. That's mm-hmm. one thing they're good at. They're good at that. They're good at that imposter. Mm-hmm. So if you come to them with that mm-hmm. fraud or the astral turf, they're good at sniffing you out and mm-hmm. seeing if, if, if you ain't real about this. And then, mm-hmm. they'll, and then they'll get you. Yep. Yep. It's Go so ahead. interesting. I hear so much of that um, in the youth climate movement, actually. It's like it's not necessarily coming from like I, I don't hear um, the terms that you usually hear like in in people talking about religion. But I hear so much of this like, you know, um, community. And when I need to take a step back, I know that like the rest of the group is still working, you know, together. And and I don't know, just this this idea of like um, of of having that um, system outside yourself to rely on uh, mm-hmm. that maybe is not you know, a traditional faith-based church kind of thing. But I think that that's what kids are finding in those groups, like sun, like in their local Sunrise chapter or, um, you know, in their zero-hour groups. Yeah. Like I, every time I hear a youth climate person talking about this stuff, I hear so much of that. And that is like the thing that I think gives me a little bit of optimism about that generation in particular is that they are so much less individualistic and like so much more aware of this that like they can't just do it on their own. No, the other thing you kind of made me think of, and this is not a super well-formed thought, so bear with me, is like the the white evangelicals kind of have this thing where they think they're like really favored. Um, and so therefore they think that like, you know, the, the passages of the Bible that they would identify with are the ones where it's like, they're the chosen people and, uh, you know, (laughs) being a a steward of the earth means to exploit it. And like, this isn't their forever home. And so they weren't meant to leave the planet in a livable position. Right. Right. So like Mm -hmm. they identify with like, we're so favored. And also I think, white environmentalists kind of have that idea too that like well surely once I show you these charts and graphs and show you that you're going to kill us all you will stop what you're doing um and not realizing that like actually these corporations do not care about your life they care about my life less than yours but they don't care ultimately they don't care about your life either and so they just like on both sides of it, they struggle from it. And the root cause of that is white supremacy. And we're all suffering for it. Yeah. Nah, you're you're right. right. No, and mm-hmm. I, I would say that what we're also seeing a lot is particularly within um, progressive white communities. is the mm-hmm. They are appropriating a lot mm-hmm. of the, the, the beautiful customs. And then people don't know that. So we mm-hmm. see that in the black community. When we see a white person who literally is, in essence, trying to over- uh, be overly uh, in the culture, so to speak, and not and not and not really a part of the culture, but mm-hmm. they're just using it. And it was like it was like a a visceral um, kind of. I must look at your culture, use it for my own kind of personal thing, 
We mm-hmm. we say that you are appropriating either the hairstyle or the dress or mm-hmm. you're appropriating something. That also mm-hmm. happens within faith systems. We see that particularly with like indigenous. You're seeing a lot of white so much, folks yeah. who are appropriating like, you know, this is this is, you know, we're going to the earth and we're doing this and they're and they're literally taking um a lot of the customs and bastardizing it. And mm-hmm. and we're seeing that and that's actually very dangerous as well. And that's why I'm so happy now you're seeing much many more of our Indigenous sisters and brothers who are literally saying, "No, nah, you know this. This this is our custom. It's sacred. You can't wear that. You can't be that." Love my sister Tarahowska. Tarahowska still so fighting much. stop yeah. line three. We with you uh, mm-hmm. in that process, yeah. but you know, you know, we're not your mascot. You know, and, and that you can't you can't do those things. So that's definitely very beautiful. But for us, I think that the thing there, just saying that Amy is is very important in regards mm-hmm. to just. Just the standpoint of just this, just the faith standpoint for young people, and so mm-hmm. for me being in, in, and I guess the, the advantage of being in, in not in, in a myriad of different movements. So me yeah. being within the movement for Black Lives, and being a part of that process, you know, I, I see, and now you're seeing also, you're definitely seeing with Zero Hour and 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 um, and uh, 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 Sunrise and Generation yeah. Green and, and a lot of more young people in that aspect. I'll say this. They're also realizing that this ain't no game, mm-hmm. right? Like, people have been playing with this thing. They come into yeah. work, and they're working for the, the climate movement. They got a good gig, and they can have their outrage is really nine-to-five outrage. Mm-hmm. It, it, ain't, it ain't really, it's, it's sweet outrage. It ain't street outrage. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so they out in the, they out in the streets when it's real. When they and 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 they also realizing that the other side ain't playing. Other That's side right. is monitoring them. They're watching them. Um, right. They're attacking them online. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they, they're not only doing it when you in the spotlight, but when the spotlight is gone, they still mm-hmm. they still watching. And mm-hmm. so, young people are now beginning to see what black people went through with SNCC and SCLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 all of that process, right? And yep. so their sentence is real. Like this fight is real. This is this is the fight, not only for a fight for us to transition from fossil fuels to clean energy, but this is a fight for us. Like I'm yeah. I'm in a battle yeah. as well. And right. so being in that battle, they are beginning to say that your institutions yep. is full of games. Like y'all just That's going right. through, which is cool. Y'all do your thing and pass the plate. But I really need something real. Like I need something that's going to touch me to keep me fighting because I want to give up. Like I really don't want to do this no more. Like this is hard, and I, I, I don't like. I, I ain't got no. My friends are mad at me. You know, my, my love life is all messed up, and my money, <laughs> my, the, the, the money is funny. You know, what I'm yeah. saying this is this is hard doing this work, yeah. and and so that's when you really need to be like, I need something outside of me to be like, the battle is not mine, but yours. This is not about me. I need mm-hmm. something to be, to, to come in here and, and, and let me see something. Give me mm-hmm. a, a, bit, a better wisdom or vision. Mm-hmm. And so what you're seeing, Amy, is that you're seeing young people who are then creating that powerful spiritual connection. It might be, and it might be. Let's smoke some weed. It might be, yo, let's get together. Whatever it may be, but there, it's, it's real. The yeah. spiritual process is real because they understand this: mm-hmm. that one, they are not just fighting for equality, but they're fighting for existence. That's and right. two, they understand that they are also fighting against something. As we said earlier, that the the fossil fuel industry's business plan 
means a death sentence for our communities, but also our activism means a death sentence for the fossil fuel industry. And because of that, they are not going quietly. And if they're gonna, and if these people are already suicidal enough to build more pipelines and to and to get more oil and gas and coal out the ground, knowing now the facts of what this means for even their own children, you're right. dealing with somebody and something that is that is that is, that is that is not only suicidal, but is manacle. And so when yeah. you're dealing with that, then you have, you have to have not only everything about you spiritually has to be in place. And that's what you're mm-hmm. seeing today, young folks. And they ain't got no game for no church to come here and just sing kumbaya and and mm-hmm. either Jesus did this or this. It, it, it got to be real because yeah. they're dealing with real situations. And mm-hmm. and and if, there's, if there is a time, let me say this, if there's ever a time that we need God, it's mm-hmm. now. And, that, and not the mm-hmm. God for some church or some mosque or some temple or whatever it is you need and not, and not even God, if you're talking about the spirit and all of a sudden in the heaven, I'm talking about the spirit of the people. That's Something right. that connects us together, mm-hmm. that allows us to say that, listen, I am willing to give my life for this mission. And mm-hmm. that means that I am willing to not see my children no more. Mm-hmm. I'm, willing to, I'm willing that if this is my last day on this planet and not see my friends no more, mm-hmm. this is my last day, mm-hmm. then I so be it. Because I know that I am connected to a struggle that is on the right side of history. Yeah. That right. is faith. That's faith. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of spirit we need mm-hmm. to make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think um, one of the questions I get a lot about climate activism is like, you know, people will present me with a, a given thing, like a pipeline fight or a boycott or something like that. And they'll say, do you think this is going to work? And I, my question back to them is like, do you think it's worth it? You know, like it doesn't matter whether it's going to work or not. You can't tell the future, but you can decide right now if it's worth it. And then Mm -hmm. do you really have a choice? If it's worth it, right? right? And I think that, like, that is, is like... Is it the right what, thing to do? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that kind of, I think, gets to this idea of of faith, of, like, of faith in, like, sort of this this connection of, of human beings and, like, why are you doing this in the first place? Um, mm. And, like, always wanting to know what the end goal is is just not going to serve you. Um, and also, like, people often feel and like... wanting a guaranteed outcome, too. Like, that's yeah. not life. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> this idea that like, people think that they're they're doing it all by themselves. And that is a really crushing feeling. Like, that can just feel like you're carrying the weight of the world because it's climate, right? Like, it, yeah. it is the weight of the world. But yeah. once you realize you're not the only one doing it, mm-hmm. and, like, you become in communion with other people is so much easier to do it. And it becomes yeah. a joy to do it. It's so much more sustaining. So. Nah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why you also have to, you have to guard your spirit there too. Because mm-hmm. you can't be around people who not, people who people who yeah. are, who have a negative spirit. Yeah. Um, and always being like, you know, being down the dumps and, and being negative, mm-hmm. you know, that can, that can affect you as well. Because you, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't be around people like that. So no, this is, yeah. Man, I tell you, I, I, I think I think we got some new family. I love the Hot Takes uh, Coolest Show collab. We got to do this more often. <laughs> Me too. This was like having therapy. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I also just realized how our names kind of play off of each other. That's kind of nice. <laughs> but I, I do have one last question, and there is a right answer. So okay. uh, 
what is it? This have, is for, I, this is for I, Rev. I, not I have you, one last right? question too for y'all too as well. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, this so is, here mm-hmm. we go. What's the best band in the SWAC? The oh. best band in the SWAC? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be Grambling. It's yeah, not. That's, that's the wrong oh, yeah. answer. No, that's the right answer. That's the wrong that's answer. The right. Y'all are number three. I'll give you that. No, you are better right than answer. Jackson State. You're better than Southern. <laughs> You're better than Texas Southern. But it's all corn. And then Mississippi nah, Valley. No, nah, it's all it's all nah. you know it's all oh, corn. Oh man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You know. I still got love for you. I still got love for you, man. For real, I, I do. You, you, you cool with me, but that one right there, hey, that ain't gonna cut it. That, you know, what I'm you know, what I'm that one right there, that one right there. I, but, but, but you know, but you know, but but I'm, I'm gonna say this though. You know, Grandma's my, my my people's school, so you know, I, I'm not gonna that that one. I, I, I'm gonna go to the mat because I think it's right. But the one I'm gonna go to the mat for is the best band in the MIAC. That's gonna be Howard. That's gonna be you know. That's gonna be HU. So. Yeah, yeah, it's only like one black school in all of the South or the Northeast. So sure. Now you know you saw now you know you gotta be careful now. Them folks at AMT and, and Hampton will get you now. Yo, you know those those, oh, those yeah, thought won't be nothing now. They don't they'll get you on that one now. <laughs> Amy is so confused right now. Hey mom. Seems fun. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Like, is Miak with Alec? Is Alec with Miak? The SWAC is the Southwestern Athletic Conference. It's where like ah, black schools okay. from Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. So, so now I have a question for y'all. Here you okay. go. This is go. Okay, genres in music. Now I'm in hip hop. So mm-hmm. if if I, it, so I'll say this. So I would say hip hop, but now we're gonna go all genres of music, right? We're going just any kind of music. Okay. If you. Had, if you were like only can take two artists with you, only two, like and you, you could, that and that was it. Like this mm-hmm. is you know you were gonna go on one of those Elon Musk trips to Mars, where it took seven months to get there, and you were gonna be on Mars, and mm-hmm. and and you can only take two though. That you you have their whole, but you, that was it. You can have those still. That's their catalog. What two? Mm-hmm. And it's any any genre from jazz, gospel, uh, hip hop, R and B, country. New, uh, old, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You only get two. Mm-hmm. You, you, get, you get that artist okay. in the catalog. So you, got, but you only get two artists. What two artists Wait. are going for you tomorrow? Alive or dead? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it could be. Can they be dead alive. people? Yeah. But, well, we know technically as an artist, when you have music, you never die. Music, That's music, right. You're just music, taking their yeah, music. Yeah. Okay. Their, mm-hmm. Yeah. Their music, their music they, they live forever to their music. So hmm. it's, yeah. So those two artists, you go into Mars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You only get mm-hmm. two catalogs. What two artists are you taking? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Amy. <laughs> Me? Okay. Well, I actually, like, I totally know. And it's, like, the weirdest combination of people. But it's Bill Weathers and Juanis. <laughs> wow. That's a, okay. That's a wild I did not know you were. I did Very not know you weird. were a big Bill Weathers fan. Every Sunday. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know about, know this about yes. you. Um yes. I mean, I, this is a really hard question. I got to say, it's like my idea of, this has got to be like my idea of my personal hell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Definitely one of them is Stevie Wonder. Um, Mm, And the other is between Earth, Wind & Fire and Beyonce. I would probably go with Beyonce because Earth, Wind, and Fire was a contemporary Stevie Wonder's best work, 
and Beyonce's not done. So that would mean I could get new music because you said the whole yeah. catalog. That's true. That's so, yeah. My, mine is my, mine would have been for the two genres. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely got to take Aretha. Mm-hmm. Aretha yeah. gonna give me a lot on R and B, gospel, mm-hmm. everything from Aretha. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Um, and then I gotta take some some hip hop. So I, now for me, I, I would be fine with Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, actually, but, yeah. But 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 it would be because uh, they would be a lot. But Jay Z would be on the list too, probably. Jay Z, maybe Jay Z. Yeah. Because just because I figure if I'm going to Mars, I'm gonna need something to get me through going to Mars. So that's right. <laughs> that's true. Right. So I, I would that be that com- that would be that combination in that process. Yeah. Plus, you'd have to deal with Elon Musk the whole way. So I know I, I had to definitely tune. <laughs> definitely got it. Hundred percent, gotta tune him out. Hundred percent, love you, Elon, right. but you gotta you gotta get it right. Speaking of that, we yeah. say this too: be keeping it keeping one hundred. We we about yeah. energy justice. We talk about climate That's justice. Right. We about energy justice. Our job is not just to transition uh, from Thank fossil you. fuels yes. to to clean energy. We want equity also in in the clean energy sector as well. I, I had a chance That's to go right. through uh, Tesla and uh one mm-hmm. and a little a couple years back and it was yeah. all white folks who was working there so i like hold mm-hmm. up i ain't trying to i'm not out here getting beat in the street so that mm-hmm. y'all could be up in here working no I, we, we need to have some of that community solar and and That's clean right. energy within for black brown and i believe yeah. that truthfully that can actually help us uh through energy justice so yeah yeah, no, yeah no, i know i'm very worried about um lithium colonialism just like mm-hmm. No, nah, that's real. the next wave. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. yeah. and, and and the whole thing with uh, the whole thing with energy poverty because yep. we see that some people are right there um, yep. next to um, well, they were right next to fossil fuels, but now they're right next to clean energy, and they're not that's benefiting right. as well. Or they dig up the minerals, and they and particularly that's you right. know obviously on the continent and across yeah. the world. Yeah, well, this yeah. means that this means that we have to have more. Hot takes and the coolest show conversation. I like I'm it. Do like yeah, it. let's do I'm, it I'm again. It. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with it. Yeah, well, thank y'all so much, Mary. Amy, thank my you. My new my new cousins in the podcast world. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we'll see yes, you online you. trolling. I'm just oh yeah. Saying. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be doing that all day. Like what you heard on this episode? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us at. Think 100 Climate and at Hip Hop Caucus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit thecoolestshow.com where you can take action for climate justice right now. You can also learn more about this podcast and donate to Think 100%, which is a nonprofit project. Thank you for listening and all power to the peace. It's the coolest show you know.